Elise Drummond. Welcome to the Rochester Rising podcast, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs in Rochester, Minnesota. Thank you for spending some time with us today to learn more about small business and the culture of entrepreneurship in our area. We hope that you learned something today from a local entrepreneur that can help you with your own journey. Rochester Rising is a part of Collider, a local nonprofit that activates, connects, and empowers early stage entrepreneurs in our community. You can learn more about Collider and how our organization can help accelerate and assist your journey at collider.mn. Today on the podcast, we chat with Kayla Tishumper about her birth education and empowerment business, My Birth Choices, as well as her experience as a co-starters participant and her success as our Collider Cup winner. Let's get started. Welcome, Kayla. Thanks so much for being on the show with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. Absolutely. Well, to kind of get started, tell me about what brought you to the Rochester area and what you would say keeps you around. Mm, So I originally came to Rochester, um, like many others here. I was a new grad in nursing. And I found um, that I really wanted to do pediatric nursing. Mm -hmm. I had done some clinicals through my school and uh, really loved the pediatric floor. So I was fortunate to be hired there uh, right out of school and worked there for eight years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I stay around Rochester because I love the community for its family friendliness. Mm -hmm. It feels Mm -hmm. uh, like there's plenty to do. It feels safe and it's beautiful in Minnesota. So... Yeah, yeah, that's what keeps me here. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you talked about kind of loving pediatrics from the moment you interacted with it. Um, was there a moment that within that work that sparked your interest in birth education specifically and later empowering women throughout pregnancy and birth? And when did you decide to turn that passion into a business? It's funny to think back on this, which I've done a lot of reflecting as I've started my business. Mm. Actually, this was a passion that's always been there as um, speaking specifically about pregnancy and wanting to know. Mm -hmm. And then I am always a sharer and wanting to share what I know with other people in hopes of supporting or enlightening ideas. Mm -hmm. So actually in college, in downtime, whether it was like a summer break or a winter vacation um, from school, I would naturally like kind of find myself checking out like different pregnancy books and different uh, documentaries out of curiosity. And I did have some family members who are older than me who were having babies Mm. and they chose some non-traditional routes for doing that. So I think that that probably also played into that. Um, But it was a passion and uh, curiosity that I didn't correlate with any sort of profession. Interestingly enough, even not maternity ward, like nursing, you know, like in Mm -hmm. labor and delivery. I was so focused on wanting to take care of kids and do that in the nursing realm that I just kind of um, didn't correlate the two Mm -hmm. to wanting to become a labor and delivery nurse. Um, Yeah, so it wasn't really in the work as a pediatric nurse. It was even before that, just a natural curiosity. Um, And then experiencing my pediatric career was wonderful. I really enjoyed it. Um, But it wasn't then until I started staying at home with my kids that the interest kind of reignited of how to help other women. Sure. Absolutely. 
Um, can you kind of recall then the spark that was like, you know, this is really what I'm passionate about, what I want to do, and I want it to be a business? Yes. I had started staying at home with my kiddos after leaving nursing, and uh, my best friend had asked me, could you please be my doula? You know so much about birth, and you study it all the time, and you've had your own children, and I would really like a doula, but I don't want to hire someone who is um, a stranger to me. Mm -hmm. And I said, absolutely, I would be so honored. And so in 2021, I got to join her for the birth of her second child, which was vastly different than her first. And the biggest difference for her was her education and her preparation that we did together through different resources I had Mm -hmm. discovered. And and having someone in her corner who knew Mm -hmm. her and who could understand where she was coming from, what her goals were Mm -hmm. for her labor and delivery, and then to encourage her the whole way through. There were some little bumps in the road when we got admitted um, for her labor and delivery, but she handled them with so much confidence. And again, that was something that she didn't have the first time, Mm -hmm. um, confidence to speak speak up because she had never had a labor and delivery before. So it was through the experience with my friend that I was like, okay, I really think that this is the mo- yeah. this is what I'm created for. And from there, I hopped into doula work mm-hmm. um, for training and then pursuing other clients. Business ownership is obviously a journey. What would you say has the evolution of your business been like as far as your client experience goes? Mm-hmm. Doula services has been such a rewarding service to offer to women and their families. It's very evident that women who are supported both educationally and individually have the best experiences, even if their uh, labor and delivery unfolds differently than how they had expected. Mm. Support being the the common denominator makes all the difference. I started to ask myself after serving several clients as their doula, how can I create something where I can be a doula for my culture? Mm. The, the need is so great for women to be supported during pregnancy, during labor and delivery, and postpartum. And what's missing is a familiarity with the process. Mm -hmm. I won't go into the whole history, but birth used to happen 100% of the time in culture uh, within community. Mm -hmm. And it's only been about 125 years that it moved into the hospital. And there's been so many things that are great with that transition, but the familiarity is gone. And Mm -hmm. the support hasn't necessarily come back because you don't, number one, you don't see your neighbor, sister, cousin, aunt, mom, even like give mm-hmm. birth before it's time for you to give birth. And so that unfamiliar, unfamiliarity is perpetuated. Um, so then bringing support back in is incredibly important from somebody who knows the birth world. Again, when women are supported, and educated, their experiences are ones that are 
of confidence and empowerment. And what a way to start motherhood. That's mm. how we all deserve to start motherhood. So yes, I acknowledged my limits of serving several clients as their doula. And then I really challenged myself to analyze how can I serve more families with prenatal and postpartum support that the families receive with one-on-one -on -one doula services. And now that's what they'll be able to have with uh, my birth choices, specifically hiring me as a pregnancy partner, where we can get into their desires, their goals, and then match education, bringing up um, their confidence before they have their experience. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for diving into that for me. What would you say are some of the greatest challenges or barriers you've faced while getting started with your business? I realize it's still very fresh, um, but what would you say are some of the, the biggest stumbling blocks so far? and How did you tackle them? The biggest stumbling blocks for me have been how to get all of my ideas and all of my service sequences into a formula that I can kind of make one step at a time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is because I just want all the information there for everybody right now. And it doesn't happen like that. Mm -hmm. Everything that I know, I need to be able to break down into some bite-sized pieces so that a client can follow along and gradually become more educated, more equipped, more encouraged, and more empowered. And so breaking down those pieces into good sequences that make sense have mm -hmm. been some of the biggest challenges. And what I mean by that as well is then how do I, you know, I've been asking myself and, and investigating different products and things of how do I record this or mm -hmm, how do I mm -hmm. deliver to the customer in a way that's accessible and in a way that's affordable. And so those have been some of the barriers as I create a service. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose going from, you know, being an expert, you're also learning how and teaching yourself how to be a good teacher, which I can yes. only imagine is quite yes. the challenge. Yes, exactly. Well, I know that you participated in co-starters this summer. Yes. How would you say that participating in co-starters and engaging with Collider assisted you? And would you recommend any of our services to others? I was thrilled to attend the Co-Starters Boot Camp. I learned about Co-Starters during the Collider Cup that happened here at Collider in April. And I was so inspired by these people, these young entrepreneurs or young business owners um, sharing their ideas and their barriers and their challenges, but then how those barriers and challenges were overcome mm -hmm. through Co-Starters program and through support. Again, it all comes back to support from those who know more than what you know. I was at a Collider event uh, that uh, how to start a business in Minnesota in five steps. And Juliana mentioned that there would be a boot camp version of co-starters. And I instantly circled my notes, you know, <laughs> talked to Juliana right away after this. And I was able to sign up for the two-day boot camp. I was hoping to come in and share my ideas and number one, see if it would land with people mm -hmm. who weren't as familiar with birth services as me. And then also receive that support for, okay, you have a great idea, but how do you make a business? Mm -hmm. How do you identify your customer? How do you reach them? And that's exactly what I got. I, I was so thrilled to be 
met where I was at and then break things down into a sequenced order of how to organize all the ideas in my head. Mm-hmm. Additionally, the biggest benefit was sitting down with other entrepreneurs who had very different ideas than mine, but were passionate people. Mm-hmm. They were passionate about their ideas and willing to offer uh, things from their experience, share ideas, give feedback. And I absolutely loved that. I would recommend co-starters 100% to anyone who wants to feel supported as they navigate a new business venture because it can get quite confusing Mm -hmm. and there can be so much information out there, wherever out there is. (laughs) Uh, So if we can bring them in here and and feel the support and have real people to talk to and challenge you, 100%, everyone should come through. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Entrepreneurship is very isolating sometimes if you don't have some kind of structured support and at Collider, obviously, we're really happy to provide that and very happy that it was helpful for you. And also, congratulations on your win for the Collider Cup. Thank that you. was so exciting. Thank you so much. You did such a great presentation. And it's always so fun for me because I don't participate in the facilitation of co starters to then at the Collider Cup actually get to hear these stories and, you know, I've seen these individuals roll through and it's like, wow, that's such a great idea. Mm-hmm. It's so exciting to hear. So, congratulations again. Thank you so much. It was such an honor. Yeah. Well, have you found Rochester so far to be a pretty receptive community for your business and services? I have. And I do think that for my services specifically, the customer comes from a place of wanting to be supported. If a woman wants support on her journey through her pregnancy and through her labor and delivery or or in immediate postpartum, they will seek it. Mm-hmm. And there are many young families here. So yes, I feel very uh, blessed to be in a place that's growing, uh, where people are growing their families. And I do feel that um, clients have been happy so far, and I hope to serve many more. That's great to hear. What have some of your strategies been as far as finding clients and letting people know about your service? My main strategy is to be authentic with what I offer and share personal experiences and stories that connect with women in the same position as previous clients. So word of mouth is really huge. Mm -hmm. Events are huge where I can connect one-on-one with women and tell my story. And I haven't gotten into a bunch of those yet. It's only been a couple of months. Mm But that's what I plan to do going forward as well, because women deserve to, to see, you know, I'm a real person, I'm in your community, mm-hmm. and I know the birth world. I've supported birth at multiple hospitals at home for home birth, and here's what I know, and let me meet you where you're at. Mm-hmm. So yes, word of mouth from previous clients, and then also introductions one-on-one. Yeah, absolutely, which will only continue to grow, I'm sure. (laughs) Yes. What do you find most rewarding and enjoyable about your work? Oh, I could go on forever with this (laughs) one. Truly, to see a woman and her partner at the beginning of their investigative stage. So it's during their pregnancy, and sometimes that's around, you know, the early side of their pregnancy, and sometimes it's only several weeks before their expected delivery you know, to see them with their questions, some concerns, maybe some fears, to receive those and then to provide education and support 
where it's lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it often only takes a few conversations and a few resources shared to see the shoulders relax and to see the smiles come and to the, see the excitement grow where fear was. Mm-hmm. And that is certainly the most rewarding part of my work. I absolutely love sweet babies being born. Yes, that's true. But for me, it really starts with the woman and her partner and seeing that transformation from maybe feeling lonely or confused into feeling connected, confident, sure, and even excited to give Mm -hmm. birth. That by far is the most rewarding part of my job. Wonderful. What's a piece of advice that you would give to somebody considering starting a business? Of course, I would say if you're local, come to Collider, (laughs) come to Collider and or the Small Business Development Center, which is in the same area, same floor downtown. Um, And if you're not local, it would be to find support from someone in your city. A lot of cities or major cities close by will have something for small businesses. Mm -hmm. Small businesses are so important in our economy, and I know that other cities are recognizing that and wanting to create programs. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who don't know, uh, the co-starters program is offered at Collider, but it's also offered across the country. Mm-hmm. And so I know that other cities are offering support, whether it's co-starters or other programs. So certainly seek support. You have already mentioned that entrepreneurship can feel quite isolating mm-hmm. and just sometimes coming together releases a lot of anxieties and frustrations because people who know more than you or who have walked the line before you um, can really help and offer support. Absolutely. Tons of communities have resources very similar to Collider's, even smaller communities than Rochester. And so definitely seek that out. That's lovely. Great. Yeah. Well, what are some of your hobbies and interests outside of work? I am a very busy individual uh, (laughs) at this stage of life. I do have young kids and I love spending time with them. Any mom knows that when you have young kids, some of your own hobbies do get (laughs) kind of put on the back burner for a time. And I would emphasize that even more so when you're also trying to start a business. Mm -hmm. But in my downtime, my favorite things to do are to read a good book, to go for a hike, Um, especially in the fall. We had such a beautiful fall. And to see friends that I, you know, don't see very often. So if I can make time to do anything that's for me, it's usually involving a friend from college where we can just get together and probably go for a hike. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. We really appreciated hearing your story. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here and uh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks so much to Kayla for sharing her story. You can learn more about my birth choices by clicking the link in our show notes. And if you feel that co-starters may be a good fit for you, please check out the education tab on our website for more information. And thank you also for tuning into the podcast today. We are so appreciative of your time spent listening and of your support of our work here at Collider. If you know an entrepreneur who would benefit from the conversation today, please share this podcast with them so that they can benefit from the experience of other business owners in the community. We launched Rochester Rising in 2016 to tell stories of entrepreneurship taking place within our community. 
especially stories that otherwise would not have been told, and to take the time to understand each entrepreneur and what their experience has been like in this community. If you find value in this podcast, please consider donating and lending support to Collider's efforts to share the stories of Rochester entrepreneurs and inspire others on their journey. You can find more information about our tip jar and how to donate in our show notes. Thanks again for tuning into the Rochester Rising podcast. <laughs>